So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I have here with me Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm excellent. How are you? Oh, I'm just fantastic. That's cool. It's the, the warm weather is back. That's enough. Oh shush! Hey, We've got okay. Rain. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, it I've rains here having, a lot, but I've been having a ton of fun the last couple of days. Though I've started um, started working out with my 15 year old daughter, and I have a I have an advantage because I've been working out for the last month and she's now trying to do the exercises that I've already been doing for a month and a half and you're better oh the poor thing oh yeah I feel so oh, bad come on There's... but you really like it come on don't you oh yeah you know you're right I do I, it really gives me a chance to giggle because to look at her you'd think she could sure kick mom's butt but <laughs> Well, just be careful because it may not be long. <laughs> oh, I don't think it will. No, I don't think it will take her long to catch up. Probably take her two weeks to catch up to where I am after a month and a half of slow growth. So I should probably be careful. You're right. Hey, we're shifting our bodies back into high high gear reconstitution. We'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, she's... Um, she's. I mean, she's, with these videos around and people, 86-year-old women doing gymnastics and... You know, okay, she didn't look like a 19-year-old girl doing gymnastics, but I sure haven't ever seen an 86-year-old bounce around the floor like that. No, before. no, she's probably 86 years old, and she can do better gymnastics than I can. I can't do a cartwheel, I don't think. I haven't tried, but <laughs> I haven't I think tried. I fell down and I'm and not, boom, boom. Yeah, I'm not going to. It's you know probably against doctor's advice or something. I find my I, excuse. I would think. I would think. Anyway, I thought uh, perhaps we would. Deviate, but that was cool. We didn't do the weather. We did the exercise. I like. We did the. We did something else. Well, yeah. yeah. So shout out to our friends, family, and sponsors. Uh, the some of the vital support that uh, keeps us going here at Everyday Connection. Uh, first off, our friends, the crowd, the crew, the family, and inner child. Absolutely, and uh, you can find them at www.innerchild.ning.com or if you're looking for a great read innerchildmagazine.com or if you're looking to publish something that is a great read you can swing by innerchildpress.com so it's the inner child everything (laughs) you can also find them the inner child massive conglomerate 
Yeah, you can also find them on Facebook. And we have um, our other sponsor with us this evening, actually, as a guest. Absolutely. We do. We do. Our dear uh, friend, family member, sponsor, supporter, <laughs> uh, just general gal Friday, Inez Martin. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for the opportunity once again to speak. Oh. Uh, we're glad we like to have you. to you speak. <laughs> Her speak good. Yeah, it's the giggles, say you know. Texas. They make me smile. Now you know how I feel when I when you giggle, particularly when you giggle because of something I said. It's really good. <laughs> He's just a big kid, I swear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we could skip the who the hell are you and what you do. Or what do you do? Because you've been here before, but you've got. But it's a different. What do you do? It is a different. What do you do? Yes, it is. So, uh, what are you doing now? (laughs) Well, I, I do a lot of different things, but what we're going to talk about tonight is the animal communication aspect, and um, which is very near and dear to my heart, as uh, I. It is very fun, very lighthearted, very easy, and very effortless. Uh, And I very much enjoy creating a dialogue with animals. Uh, And so that's the what I basically do, or why I'm here this evening. I just um, I I do a couple of different types of animal communication. One is the form of direct animal communication, and when I do that, I basically create a two-way street, a bridge to the uh, companion or animal that I'd like to connect with, and then form a dialogue. The way that this works is that usually my clients have a list of questions, and then I work with the questions, ask the companion uh, whatever is on the person's mind, and receive answers in the form of images, in the form of uh, tastes, smells, uh, feelings, pretty much anything and everything. That's the one side. And then the other side is, which is similar to my human work, which is the uh, Akashic Record work that I do with animals. And uh, I particularly like looking at contracts that animals have with their humans. Uh, It's a very interesting and very eye-opening experience to find out why your companion is with you what is the reason for his present his or her presence in your life uh what is your animal there for in respect to teaching you um what are you teaching the animal so there's a whole that's the whole second part of the animal communication which i also enjoy doing See that's fascinating. I wouldn't think that. Um, I don't. I don't think people often think in terms of an animal having a contract with their. I'm not going to say owner because that seems the wrong word to use. <laughs> their human companion. With their with their human companion, it doesn't. Um, it's not something that comes to mind. As. I mean, we talk a lot of of, of 
uh, about a lot of new concepts on this show, but this is one that that other than talking to you, I've never heard of. Um, and I, I'd be really interested. I don't want to do it on the show tonight, but I'd be really interested to know what kind of contract I have with my neurotic chihuahua because <laughs> <laughs> I just can't figure out what a little jittery, nervous, freaky, yappy, bug-eyed dog could <laughs> be fair to teach me. Other than humor, maybe? I don't know. Maybe he's just here to make me smile more. Um, but I think that that's a very cool concept. And um, I'm hoping that later in the show we can offer the window for guests to call in and talk about that and explore that a little more. Because, um, wow. Like, how does that work? Well, tell me more. Let me give you an example. I think I'm just going to talk about my own dog for a moment because um, that's really the easiest. So I have a uh, a beautiful uh, golden retriever by the name of Sasha, and she came into my life at a time when I was just about to open up to mm, being aware, let's put it that way. And... Uh, so at first, you know, I uh, it, it took me a while to find her, but when I found her, it was, I guess what you would almost call love at first sight. So I pretty much knew right away when I saw her that this was going to be the dog coming home with me. And, uh, you know, as she grew, you know, she, she obviously has her quirks and her little things going on, like all animals do. <laughs> But what's what's really interesting is that I was as I was uh, opening up to looking at contracts, looking at Akashic records, etc., I started delving into well, why exactly is Sasha in my life, or what are, what are some of the contracts that we have, and what I found was one of the 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 main keys for Sasha is that she is here to balance me out, but also to make sure that when I energetically get get a little bit off track, for example, let's say I go to the dog park and I have a conversation with someone and this conversation runs a little bit, let's say, tricky, meaning that it's it's energetically not optimal. Okay, so I, I don't mean fighting. I just mean that there's um, tension there. What Sasha will do is she will take a look at me. She will she will try to catch my eyes for a second, and if she notices that I don't that I don't respond to that, what she will do is she will actually, she, since she's off leash, run away, making me run after her. Now, um, Sasha is a fairly well-trained dog. So she does come back usually. But the thing is, why she does that is so simple. She wants to create a disconnect from that energy in that moment. She wants to keep me on track with being in the moment and not allowing tension to take over. So as she runs off, what happens is that I look around and I say, oh, she's gone. And then I run after her, and by the time that I come back to the person, the entire energy has shifted. And what is created is basically um, 
a new connection with that person and one that is then of a different vibration and one that is usually a higher vibration because obviously what happens is when you come back you start laughing about the scenario of your dog just running off right of course <laughs> i mean obviously this is a safe environment i'm not talking of i'm not talking about running off over the street or anything like that right okay and and um or another another experience uh, a few weeks ago was that i had a contractor here and uh the contractor was telling me you know your your um roof needs uh you know it needs to be considered that you might need to actually have the roofing redone and i i got tense in that moment because i said you know it's just not happening right now for so many different reasons and Sasha went over to her food bowl, she never does this, and started, you know, shoving it along the kitchen floor to distract me, to make me go over to the other room, say no to her, and come back again. And again, the entire energy had shifted. So this is a very simple contract. Another contract I have with Sasha is, um, obviously, she's here to help me with grounding and such. So when I, a lot, often when I do my consultations, what she will do is she'll lie on my feet and she will amplify and help me ground energies through. So those are just, you know, a couple of examples. That's really cool. I mean, Rick, Rick has a vortex puppy. So I understand puppy. I understand that concept completely. Mm-hmm. Um the the distraction and taking you out of that vibration so that you can come back to it fresh. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. Because we all we all need that reminder and it comes to us in so many different ways. I think different people it comes in different ways. Um but but it, it's very it's very cool to have an animal companion that can provide that for you and to be aware of it so you know what's going on yes yes and i know that the moment that i that and, and she gives me that warning by giving me a quick look um it's just a matter of me then in that moment reacting to it if i don't react to it she'll do her thing to distract me and if i react meaning if i adjust whatever's happening in that moment, if I just simply let the energy flow rather than, you know, sometimes we have the the thing going on that when we're around people who, or when we're around situations, not around people, around situations that strain us, obviously there, there's resistance there, meaning that we're not allowing the energy just simply to flow through us. Right. So it's almost like being triggered in a little bit, you know, in a in a slight way. This is not an over the top trigger, obviously, and so it's a really fascinating thing to to watch that uh, that a, that a dog or a companion can also be a cat has that ability to literally remove you out of a specific situation. I mean, I've seen a lot of other contracts. Um, for example, I, I worked with a client of mine, and I thought it was so fascinating. She she was single, and once in a while, you know, she had a boyfriend or, you know, a man come in, and 
the dog was very, very clear as to whether that man was acceptable or not. Um, and so I, I know this sounds strange, but what this dog did was whenever the dog felt that the energy of the the uh, the boyfriend or the man was not for the highest good of um of his human um he just simply went over to the person and very gently he didn't bite but very gently took the arm of the person um into his jaw simply saying no you're not welcome here See, and I don't, I don't find that strange at all because I had a cat that that used to do that. My my mom and dad actually relied on that cat um, for the strangest reason. But they would, when they bring somebody new into the house, and especially as I got older, as a teenager, me with boys and new friends, but them with other adults as well, they would always the first thing that they would look for is the cat's reaction. Yes, because the the um, the animal's reaction is what I like to call unadulterated. Yeah. So it's that first impression that yes, this is okay. No, this is not okay. And that actually brings me to to another really important point that our companions are much more in tune with energies than we are. So they see and feel and experience things on a um, very different level than we do unless we are extremely in tune ourselves right and it just it just occurred to me that as human beings who are you know still playing a little bit in this disconnect so that you know because that's the game we're playing at the moment mm-hmm. um that it would be easier for us to accept an animal's connection to spirit and an animal's intuition as a guide than accept our own connection as our as a guide so it would be easier for us to get in tune with our animals reactions Mm -hmm. and follow that as guidance than just to follow that inner voice and part of the reason is that is because the resistance is lower uh you know when we when we tune into our own inner knowing oftentimes the resistance is very high uh unless we've worked on it significantly and we've removed some of the blocks but oftentimes our analytical mind will kind of take over and then start analyzing a situation and rather than taking that very first impression or taking that very first intuitive it's almost like an intuitive mm, lightning i really want to call it lightning where thing <laughs> it's, it's exactly it's like a zing and and what we often do is that we override that that first intuitive zing mm, with our analytical mind and so it's easier for us to have an animal basically show us the way. This is, I mean, not everyone is the same. Everyone is unique, and everyone has obviously a unique perspective of, on this. But my my perspective and my experience has been that the animals are so much more in tune with the unseen realms um, than than we are oftentimes, and they pick up on things 
you know, the best example for, you know, this whole picking up on things for me is that oftentimes you will see that a dog or a cat will get restless, especially a dog will get restless about mm, three, four, maybe five minutes before the arrival of a loved one. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, let's take the yeah. example that you pick up someone from the airport uh, and uh, a loved one and a few minutes before arrival at the house, the dog will most most commonly get restless, knowing, feeling, and seeing that their human is on his way. Right. And that is the reason for that is that the companion is directly linked into into our energetic field, so we can. What we see through our eyes as we're driving around mm-hmm. is what our companion sees as well. So the companion has a direct link to what we're experiencing. Okay. So that's that's why that happens. That because they they see it, they feel it, they know it. It's a little bit more involved than what I just described, but that is one aspect of many as to how animals know that we are about to arrive. They're also energetically linked into us, not okay, just so in- they're they're feeling our anticipation of arriving home. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's that as well. So it'd be the same thing when you. Um... I, 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 everybody who's got a dog that they take in the car knows this, that you can drive for three hours out in the middle of, you know, fuck, fuck, Idaho, <laughs> and the dog's not going to do nothing. Then as soon as you get within 15 minutes of your house or 10 minutes of your house, even if it's a, if it's a route you've never taken before, mm-hmm. the dog will, will start going absolutely bonkers. Yes. Yeah. Knowing yep. that it's on its way home. Now, you could say that the dog intuitively knows the sights, the smells, the, you know, okay, sure. But I would think that another part of that would be the feeling that they're getting off of the human that they're with. Yes. That there's yeah. this, you know, recognition of, oh, that that energy that I'm feeling off my human, that means home. Yes. That is definitely another part of it. It's it's a very intricate uh, connection. It's not one that can be described just simply mm, with with one or two sentences, right. because it is really a multi-layered experience and multi-level experience. And but what you're describing actually is something else, which I think is really fascinating with animals, um, is that they will oftentimes mirror our behavior, or they will mirror our illnesses, or they will mirror our, um, you know, when we're anxious, they will mirror that as well by being anxious. And oftentimes, this, you know, this has, has two reasons. One is to make us aware of what's going on. But sometimes it is also simply to, um, you know, to again create a type of a disconnect because obviously when you see that your dog is distressed, 
the hope or what will oftentimes happen is that you will actually disconnect from your own distress. I'm cringing because I'm just thinking now that the only way to get my dog, my neurotic chihuahua, to be less neurotic is to be less neurotic myself. <laughs> Oops. Okay, so I need to comment that. Um, but totally understand what you're saying. Um, my dog doesn't like other dogs because he was attacked. Um, so now when I sense another dog coming, I tend to panic and he picks that up. Yes. So now he hates them more. <laughs> he says, so maybe if I reverse my reaction and just don't, you know, try to teach myself to not think it's a big deal, then maybe it won't be a big deal to the dog. That is right. That is absolutely correct. What happens is that that once you um, shift or um, adjust, let's say adjust, your own perception, the perception of the companion also adjusts and shifts. So the more you are at peace, and it doesn't really matter what kind of a situation we're talking about, but the more you are at peace, the more you're companion will be at peace as well. Okay. Yeah, Good Mo- to know. Molly almost seems sometimes like she comes in to check my reaction. There'll be a strange noise or something and she'll she may she doesn't bark a lot, but she may bark once or twice and she looks out the windows and 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 but then she comes trotting in the office and just looks at me. And and if I'm looking at her and all concerned about her reaction, then she gets just goes on. But if I'm sort of like, what? What are you talking about? She just goes and does her thing again. You know, yes. like, okay, it must be all right. You know, daddy's not worried. So. Yes, that's the thing that when we uh, create within ourselves a feeling of safety, a feeling of calmness or tranquility. There's no reason for the animal or the companion to react in any which way, shape, or form because the highest priority of our companions is to actually be in the moment. So anytime that you are in the moment, your companion will be in the moment as well. So it's a, it's a natural mirror, basically. And so if you're sitting there and just simply saying, you know, what's going on, then uh, Molly will know everything's fine. You're at peace, so there's no concern, and she can just simply, you know, turn around and lie down, lie in the sun, or do whatever she enjoys doing. But the the highest priority for all companions is to remain in the moment. So what we, you know, so often talk about the whole concept of living in the moment, living in the now, which granted for a lot of us is very very difficult. Uh because we tend to either, you know, regret the past or worry about the future. When we're truly in the moment, that is that is basically when when our um our companions are at their best as well. And a lot of our companions really focus on getting us to that space, into that space where we are in the now, when we are in that moment. And 
because that is their highest joy and they know that ultimately it is our own highest joy as well. Right, because that's sort of the natural condition. Yes. It's only really us humans that get the going into the past and going into the future and split yeah. attention. I yeah. think it's one reason that dogs are so much more sensitive to energetics is all of their attention is focused now as opposed to some of it thinking about the to-do list and some thinking about the what did I mess up <laughs> yesterday. And, you know. I was just getting the visual of a dog with a to-do list. <laughs> yeah, just doesn't even compute, you know. What's also interesting to note for those, uh, you know, those listeners who who are very much in tune with their cats or who have cats is that cats are even more so sensitive to energy than dogs are. And uh, that's at least what I've found um you know in my in my communications that part of the reason why a cat will sometimes walk away or while why you may get a response if you are overly affectionate toward a cat that the cat may sort of mm, I don't want to use the word aggressive because that's too strong but might kind of like slightly lash out at you is that the cat is experiencing the energy in such full force and so strongly that it it just says it's too much. Um, while a dog will naturally come to you and will, you know, for the most part, obviously there are exceptions, will love to be cuddled and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how much love you give to the dog, it's always, you know, it always thinks it's underloved. <laughs> One more scratch behind the ear, come on. I need a dog like that. You can't hug mine. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 there are there are exceptions. There, yeah. there are exceptions. Uh, to this mm-hmm. but the 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 general gist of it is that cats tend to be more sensitive to energy shifts than dogs are or let's put it this way they display it more frequently than dogs will so um one of our one of our listeners Leslie just brought up um Sorry, one of our friends. I'm going to call her a friend because all our listeners are our friends. Yay. <laughs> one of our friends, Leslie, in the chat room just brought up um, the point that they do think about the past, though. That's where their fears come from. They just don't care about tomorrow. So how, what is an animal's perception of the past like? I mean, they don't think in terms of time, really, but it's an experience that sticks with them or... So, so I think it works different than us. It it does work a little bit different. Um, in one way, it's the same, but in another way, it's different. So yes, obviously, animals have um, have a memory of the past. Okay, so uh, the the typical example would be a rescue dog. If you take a rescue dog who used to be, for example, a puppy mill dog. Okay, what will happen is that the memory will stick with the dog of what happened prior to being rescued. Okay, so that does, that is there. However, it's not something that is mulled over, over and over and over again. 
However, when a situation mm, appears that is similar to what this this animal has experienced previously, the memory will come up and the reaction will be according to that memory. So if you were to to take a puppy mill dog, oftentimes they have have not been socialized, obviously, Mm -hmm. and um, oftentimes they will have had to fight for their food, right? Mm -hmm. Because they don't get fed properly. So under certain certain circumstances, that memory will be triggered. Okay. And like uh, Molly spent some time in shelters, and I don't think liked it. Uh, I wouldn't. Um, And I I know like I was taking her to the veterinarian here in Houston uh, that we that we visit for the first time and as she always is she was excited you know company people stuff go see new stuff yay and when and and I had her on the leash she was all excited and when I opened the door and that kennel deodorizer smell so Mm -hmm. to speak you know the smell smell. when that smell came out and hit her she bolted to the length of the leash behind me and just yeah. pulled, and and I knew that she was just having a, you know, oh no, I've been there. You ain't leaving me in here again. Let me run off or something, you know. Yes, that's a that's a very very common thing to happen. That that the 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 animal will will have a, I guess what we would call a fear reaction in that moment. Panic attack. A panic attack, and in the the moment that the that the animal is again out of that situation, everything is back into back to normal. The thing is that they have just like we do they do have certain triggers so if they come upon a situation where they have what we would call a bad memory, a trigger happens and they will panic or react in that specific moment. The moment you take them out of that situation, it's over and they're back in the present moment again. Right, right. Whereas a human, once exposed to something scary, kind of mulls that over and tucks that in the back of their head and thinks about it and contemplates it, and it colors their entire day. Worries about it all morning before they go and... Yeah. yeah. Yes. Exactly. And that's that's the main okay. difference that okay. that we we as humans tend to um, you know we tend to be worry warts. That's the only word I can really find for mm. us. That we we worry. We are concerned. Um, we rehash situations over and over again unless we make a conscious effort not to do that. And that's where the difference is. There's- a, a companion does not need to make the conscious effort not to mull the past. It just simply is in the moment unless it experiences a trigger and in that moment it will react the way that it deems appropriate right. for that specific trigger. Okay. And really in the wild it could be a very, you know, it's well, a survival, survival mechanism. Yeah, of course. Yes. It's very useful. You, you smell that predator again, you take off. Go yeah, somewhere you else. Want to go there. You, you be somewhere you else. Yes. Yeah. 
that's a that's actually a perfect example that in in the wild there's there's the the um you know it, it it's a survival mechanism to make sure that the animal can survive and will survive or let's put it this way that the chances are higher that it can survive and so yes obviously you know animals can be traumatized um you see it every day you know when when you've had an animal that has been abused you will see that you know you reach out your hand and the the animal will shun away okay this is a typical abuse experience so basically for that animal the trigger is the hand reaching out because what it the reason why that is a trigger is the animal thinks in that moment or reacts in the way that it would have back in the day when you know it was abused because it would mean that oh no something bad is about to happen so the animal cringes right i mean we know this 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 is a very common experience right and only through a tremendous amount of love and patience and dedication can you turn around these types of behaviors that's one part the other part is obviously when you work with animal communication you can convey information to to the animal by you know by creating that link and explaining showing that you mean no harm by especially with dogs if you send them unconditional love while carefully bringing your hand out to pet it or first to just simply let the hand be sniffed the chances are much higher that the dog will allow you to do that okay well this has been an eye opening education um <laughs> We do have to take a quick break, but I say uh, after the break, we should open up the lines. Rick, what do you think? Yeah, if open anybody wants line. to uh, call in with a question or uh, if you're registered so that you can type in the chat room, uh, we'll be happy to relay questions from the chat room. Uh, the call-in number is 805-243-1318. And... Uh, uh, we'll take a little uh, musical break. Let me guess which song you want to hear. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, which we're talking about to... Earth and animals and Gaia yeah. and, you know. You know, so, I love that song. There's Earth Prayer. Uh, and there's also yeah, the Peace Earth, Prayer. Where Earth are the peacemakers? Oh, love, love, love. Uh, maybe we'll get them both in there. Yeah, maybe we could. Before the but... end of the show. Not not oh, right cool. this instant. We'll no. we'll have an Earth Prayer. And uh, this is Ina V, folks. Uh great lady uh and uh, they have the earth prayer project i always have to say that carefully earth prayer Prayer project uh that's a really cool deal Uh, so i'll put pop her link into the chat room and uh, we'll listen to her earth prayer and be back in about five minutes stay with us folks
All right. Again, that was our dear friend Ina B at inab.com. And uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, you could get an MP3 and get it burned. <laughs> That's what kids are for. They're born cable ready. They are born cable ready. Um, we were just having a discussion in the chat room for our listeners who have no idea what he's talking about. Oh, um, they never have an idea what I'm talking they about. They never have an idea about what you're talking because you're so random. But <laughs> we were just talking to one of our, our friends and fam, and um, we were talking about she really wants the song um, and and the rest of Enavi's stuff for her car. So we're suggesting that she purchase it through iTunes on her computer and, and burn herself a CD. Um, because keeping in mind that when you buy the song, um, especially Earth's song, the money goes to support um, support environmental projects that NAV is, is supporting. So it's it's always good to... Yeah, that's yeah. the Earth Prayer support Project. The, yeah, it's support about. the in, independent music makers. Yeah, because they just do cool stuff. We like that. Absolutely, they do. Speaking of cool stuff, we have a cool guest who does cool stuff, too, like talk to fuzzy animal. <laughs> and um, we might have Is some that like fuzzy logic? No, wait, no, that's computer <laughs> stuff. Never mind. No, that was me last Saturday. Um, <laughs> uh. Uh, so do we have any questions from our guests? Um, guests, listeners, extended family. Again, the number is 805-243-1318. Press 1 to put up your hand and wave it. Me, 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 over here, me. Yes, uh, and I'll try not to ignore you for too long. No, um, if not, we'll have to ask more You know, questions about the nervous chihuahua. No. <laughs> or the vortex puppy, I call her sometimes. Well, how about a lot, whole, often, actually. How about this whole illness thing? Because I know that um, I I have the greatest dog in the world because he tells me when I'm going to be sick. If he starts sucking up to me tonight, I know I'm going to have a cold tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, how does that work? Does he have a communication thing going with my virus? Or <laughs> Well, basically, before we exhibit a physical illness, our energy field is slightly shifted. And... What your dog is picking up on is that the energy, that your energy field is not, um, I want to say, as clean as it usually is, or that there's a slight distortion. And so the animal will pick that up and will then react accordingly. Okay. So there's no communication to a virus, per se, at least not that I'm aware of. That doesn't say that it isn't, that doesn't exist. However, my understanding is that our our companions are very much in tune with our bodies and also their own bodies, obviously. Right. But they're very in tune with the energetic field. And whenever there's an energetic shift going on or uh, a distortion or, you know, just a slight mm, a slight change, they will pick up on that. That's also, as an example, a reason why when, you, mm, when you're sad, mm-hmm. not, not openly showing it, Okay, obviously, when you're crying, it's an obvious sign 
even to the animal. But if you're if you're sad or depressed or something like that, your animal will oftentimes come to you and nudge you. And part of that reason part of the reason for that is that it is directly linked into your energetic field, into your energy field, and can therefore feel what's going on even way before you can. Okay. It's kind of like the dogs that they 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 haven't really trained any, but they have discovered a bunch of uh, dogs that can tell skin cancer, yes. you know, mole, for example, from a mole that's not cancerous, and they're all scratching their heads because they're trying to determine what chemical the dog is smelling. You know, the dog's like 100%, never fails, and they, but they can't figure it out. And I say it's the energetics. It doesn't have to smell different. Why do they always have to know why? Because that's human nature, <laughs> that we want to know why. <laughs> Starts at about two years old, three years old. Why? 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 <laughs> Like, who but, cares? If the dog can do it, yay, celebrate. The dog can, it, I mean, wow, who cares? Why? It's actually, a, a, you know, really a gift to humanity. If if you look at it that way, that, that a, uh, a dog or, you know, a companion can pick up on these slight distortions and and actually, you know, express that in one way or another. Oh, it's great because if I know tonight that I'm going to have a cold tomorrow, well, I'm going to have some tea with lemon and honey tonight, and you know what? My throat's not going to be as sore tomorrow. Yes, exactly. You can you can uh, react preventative me- measures, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's a it's really uh, amazing on so many levels how how in tune animals are, and and the other you know the other side of the medallion is when an animal is sick him him or herself they will know exactly what's going on and they will also when i work as a as an animal communicator they will often tell me what types of supplements they would like and you know what they would like to do especially if it's you know a little bit more serious of an illness they will give me you know information on what it is that they desire and what it is that they need to regain their own, I want to say, energetic equilibrium. Now, obviously, this doesn't always work, you know, because it, it, it depends on each animal and it depends on the situation. As an example, my my previous dog, Lucky, at the time when I had her, I was not yet able to communicate with her however i did work with an animal communicator at the time and the animal communicator gave me insights as to what it is that lucky would like Um, and it even went down to the precise mm, things that she would prefer uh, at the end of her life and that can be very very supportive a lot of us humans, you know, we we experience such tremendous grief and anxiety and stress when our when our animals transition. And the beauty of animal communication is that it can actually ease the transition for both the animal and their human. Right. And so, part of, it, uh, yeah, go ahead. It, well, it, it's good to remind people. 
um, that animals just don't think of transitioning as such, as such a big deal. No. You know, they, they, it is what it is, right? Yes. Like, okay, you adventure, the, yay, wee! The, they don't the, care. The biggest concern that animals will have is how their owners will do. Or owners, sorry, they're humans. Bad word choice there. Um, <laughs> very, very bad word choice. <laughs> they're humans. Historical habit. Yes, historical habit, most definitely. Um, they will, you know, they want to make sure that their humans are okay. And that's oftentimes while, why an animal will hang on and hang on and hang on rather than transitioning because their human is um, in such a state of grief that they are concerned about leaving. Uh, my last, My last companion... Uh, Miss Cassie, mm-hmm. I believe, stayed a lot longer than uh, she might have preferred. And uh, uh, a friend of mine was moving back from Florida, so she and her kids moved into my house for about six months. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't, I think it was the morning after they had arrived, uh, she transitioned. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, there's people here. Look after Dad now. So I'm out. <laughs> Yes, that's that does happen quite frequently, and uh, you know one of the in my you know in my experiences or something that really hit my my own personal heart was when when Lucky transitioned. As I said, I was not not really awake at the time, and Lucky was only five and a half. She had cancer, and as she you know as she transitioned. I was at at my parents' home with her, and I was sitting in uh, in their living room, and uh, I knew that day was going to be the day. And I had wanted, I had really, really wanted her to transition naturally, without the support of a vet, even though I firmly believe that the support of a vet is something that can be very, very beneficial for both parties. But the point that I want to make is that I was on the floor with her and she was doing, obviously, you know, being in her last moments and I felt the need to wash her. Um, So just with a towel and I, you know, I I cleaned her up a little bit. She had a couple of rough days and um, as I cleaned her up and uh, I was just there and I was just petting her and telling her, you know, it's fine for you to, to make your transition. You have my blessings. And um, and once I was done with the cleaning, with the, you know, preparing her in some ways, I said to, to her, you know, it's it's okay. You know, you're ready now. And within less than 30 seconds she transitioned and it was a it, it obviously emotions still coming through <laughs> but it was a very very beautiful experience because i felt you know i knew she was ready she had my blessing and she took that blessing and said okay then now is the time and her illness was was very short it was only thankfully only about 5 months but the amazing part of it 
was that less than a week before she transitioned, we hiked six miles. Okay, so she she maintained her health for most of it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we were up in Vermont uh, in my, you know, one of my, my favorite, favorite places. And um, we, you know, we... We spent one week quality time together, uh, and you know when I came back, I knew it was going to be time very soon, and 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 then it flowed. But the key is really, and, and this is what what our companions so often yearn, is that we give them our blessing to transition. Okay, because we have a um, Leslie's asking a question, and she's wondering if that's why Ruby, her companion of fifteen years, is hanging on because she needs her, not the other way around. May I ask what Ruby is? What is Ruby, Leslie? Dog or cat, or dog or cat? I'm thinking dog, but just give us a minute. She's, she'll type the answer in, I'm sure, in a second. Yeah, and then we do have a caller. Oh, awesome. Okay, um, perfect. Area code 802. I don't know. Might be Wendy. Don't know. Could be Wendy. Unless he's not answering. Leslie, are you out there? Getting there? Oh, Ruby, a dog. It's a, it's there a she is. It's a dog. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a dog. Okay. Um, all right. I, I need to always know that uh, to, to connect in. Okay. So let's have a look here. <sighs> okay. So as I connect into the energy of this dog... Um, do we have a name? Ruby. 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 Okay, sorry. Okay. Ruby. Okay. So as I connect into Ruby, um, I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling very, very, very tired. Um, and I'm feeling... Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm just... Let me... Just give me just one second to to get a bit of a better feel here. Um Okay, so I'm feeling tiredness. I'm feeling sore legs and arms. Um, I'm I'm feeling very um, very much also gratitude. On the other hand, gratitude to Leslie. Um, she's you know she's telling Ruby's telling me she's the light of my life. Okay, so that says to me that there's there's a strong uh there's a strong bond between the two of them. They she wants, you know, she 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 craves that connection and yes, what I am hearing now is that she is hanging on um because Leslie is having a very very hard time letting go. I'm not getting I have to clarify this. I'm not getting that Ruby is in a tremendous amount of pain. That is, I'm not getting that. Okay, um, I'm just getting, you know, the feel. Um, just of old age. You know, taking. You know, it, it, as it is with us humans, it does take take its toll. But I do also see the the beautiful, you know, the beautiful moments of you know hugs and kisses. Um, of sunlight, you know, sunlight coming down on the nose, nose crinkling, um, smiling, loving, absolutely loving that that connection. 
but as I'm as I'm saying this, I feel like Ruby would like to transition, and but she would like to do it naturally if it is possible. If Leslie can can allow that, that would be um, the way that Ruby would like to go. Um, but Ruby is concerned because of what I'm hearing, a heavy heart, very, very heavy heart. And it's almost as though Ruby is concerned that Leslie may um, almost go into a state of depression when she leaves. So uh, in this moment, I would suggest to Leslie that she begins by telling Ruby that you know, Ruby has her blessing to transition and that she will be able to take care of herself. Uh, because I feel that Leslie is a strong person and that she can, you know, she, she yes, of course she will be heartbroken, but I, I am feeling very strongly that she is, you know, in a position where if she so chooses, she does not need to slip into um, what you would maybe call a sad or or grief-stricken, slightly depressive experience. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, um, she's typing into the chat room as you're going, and she's um, she's she has talked in front of um, Ruby about putting her down, but she can't bring herself to do it. Um, and so it, it seems to, it, well, as with everything else you do, it rings very true with what she's um, with what she's saying. <laughs> it, it's exactly in alignment with what she's writing. So the, the key is really um, it's it's the key here really is to to um, you know, when you give your your animal your blessing to transition, the key is to do it from the heart space. So it really mm-hmm. must be something that you truly believe and you truly want. Because the animal obviously picks up everything. So if you are saying something that you are not in total alignment with, uh, the animal will pick up on that and it will not transition. Right. It will wait until you truly mean that you are ready. Um, but again, the, the the key thing here uh, to remember is that I'm not sensing that that um, Ruby's quality of life is completely and totally horrible. Okay, I'm I'm not sensing that. Um, if I were to sense that, I would state it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I have seen and felt that in the past with other with other animals, and I do then make the suggestion to um, uh, uh, to um, to receive or get help with the transition aspect. Right. Um, but with Leslie here, it really feels like she's she does have the power to make that to 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 ease. I'm going to use the word ease to ease the transition. She does have that power, and um, Ruby is is uncomfortable 
with the thought of Leslie taking um, Ruby to the um, to the vet to help with the transition because she knows that Leslie will have a very, very hard time with that and will experience a tremendous amount of guilt. And uh, this is something that Ruby does not wish upon Leslie to have any type of guilt because all that Leslie has done during these years is shown love, love, support, um, you know, fondness, happy times, gentleness. Um, I I hear laughter. I hear giggling. I hear, um, you know, I I, I, I see uh, Ruby almost dancing around in joy. And, you know, that's how Ruby would like to be remembered also. Well, I'm sure that's um, I'm sure that's an absolutely huge comfort to Leslie um, to to be able to hear that, and she's she has typed in that um, everything that you've said is is accurate, very very accurate, and we know that you can't see the the chat room, so no, um, <laughs> I I can't just so that our like that. Sorry, yeah, no, just so that our listeners know um, that this is you know what you're saying is legitimate. So, um that thank you. Um she's a happy doggy. Gosh, thank you. Says Leslie. That's awesome. Um and we we do have another caller on the line now, I believe. Yeah, we have Wendy. We'll okay. see if, we'll see if Wendy's got a question now. Hi, good morning or good evening, guys. Hey. <laughs> good I don't even know what time it is apparently. <laughs> It's okay, we have listeners TV? all over the planet, so it's 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 now. It's what time <laughs> it's it is. Anytime, it's now. Right? It's now. Yeah. It's now. <laughs> it's now. That's right. Um you know, I've kinda heard bits and pieces of, of the show this evening. I just heard um what you folks were talking about and actually I was gonna, you know, kind of add something to my own experience and, and a, a bit of a question, but really she really answered my own question that I had um listening uh you know to to what she was telling Leslie. So um so that's really um great that I was able to get that from that as well. Um you know, I, I really didn't have a, a question. It was just really listening to what she had to say this evening and um you know, maybe I do have one. I, I, I guess, um, as you guys know, I'm an animal caretaker, and um, I've been also able to, in my own way, connect with animals for many, many years, since I was a, a young child. I've always had interesting, um, you know, conversations with them. I've always been able to, you know, feel certain things, um, you know, really very empathetic, you know, they were always able to communicate with me and let me know, you know, how they were feeling, what they needed especially, um, was a big thing for me. Uh, For a period of time, you know, I worked uh, in a veterinary hospital, and it wasn't a conventional veterinary hospital, it was a very um, kind of uh, holistic hospital. We practiced, you know, no vaccines, and um, we practiced, you know, raw diet for, for the dogs and the cats, and when we would have the animals come in, you know, we wouldn't put them up on a table. We would sit on the floor with them and and really connect with them. And for a period of time, I was, you know, having to go with the veterinarian and doing, um, you know, the the transition process with him for those who felt that, you know, their animals were at that point. And, 
it got to a point where it was so difficult for me because I, I, I was like really just picking up on all, you know, the animals' concerns or and not even really concerns, just all the energy involving all of it. And most of the, I think, was probably the, the human's energy with it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing that I just kind of wondered, you know, I'm wanting to move forward with this part of my life, with being able to um, communicate with them more in the sense of being able to help others. And I'm just wondering how how did you start out? How did you um, decide that, you know, this is what you were going to do and, and you felt confident in, in doing so? Well, the short and long of the story is that uh, when my dog Lucky transitioned, she gave me the gift of animal communication. It had been dormant, so I, I've I've had it obviously since young childhood, but it was dormant. So basically, the way that this worked is once that she had transitioned. I was able to, after a very short period of time, connect with her in spirit. And she came through uh, a couple of times, and I even caught glimpses of her uh, in my in my home. And at the time, this was—I'll I'll be honest—at the time, this was a little bit disconcerting for me. And I thought for quite some time, you know, I may just be. Well, I don't want to use the word hallucinating, but crazy. Yes, thank you. <laughs> crazy. Exactly. So. Crazy is a good word. <laughs> so I might, you know, have kind of lost my marbles, marbles a little bit, and obviously I was grief stricken, like we usually are after our uh, pets transition. And but then, for me, I started. You know, at the time, then I started with Reiki and I started doing all kinds of other things and becoming more aware. And uh, as I became more aware, I was starting to pick up on mm, what, what animals were thinking, what they were saying and what they were feeling. And one experience that will always stay with me was... As I mentioned, I had learned Reiki, and so I was up in Vermont with friends of mine, and uh, they had this this beautiful, old, very old lab called Shakespeare, uh, and I, <laughs> and he was having issues um, due to age, and uh, you know some other issues as well going on, health concerns, and I was doing Reiki on him. And as I was laying my hands on the various parts of his body, I started hearing things. I I, I was and I was sensing things. I was sensing that he was in pain, um, and I heard him asking for pain medication. Um, and there were like all these little bits and pieces that were coming through, and I conveyed to the to the humans to his humans, I conveyed what I was hearing, and they looked at me, I want to say a little bit incredulous, but said, oh, that makes so much sense. And so that was like the first real proper entry into it. And then over the course of the next few months, more and more frequently I was 
having experiences where just randomly animals were communicating with me. And then I decided that I wanted to do this on a more directed basis. So really directing the energy to build the bridge. And the way that I started out was that I I worked with with pictures. I love working with pictures of animals because I can read their energy very easily just simply by looking into their eyes. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it how it kind of evolved. Uh, I'm not sure whether that answers your question, though. It it does. It, it, it well, it more or less really kind of actually gives me um, some confirmations because um, you know my my two dogs passed away um, in July of 2010, and or transitioned, I should say. Um, and when they they did so, um, I had a really interesting experience a few weeks after they had transitioned. I was outside with my sister's dog, and the weather was. So, and this has happened numerous times where when I'm outside, um, you know, if I start thinking of them, it will, the wind, it'll be completely still and the wind will pick up like it's a hurricane and it gets Mm -hmm. so windy and so strong and I just feel their presence and I will communicate with them and we'll have, you know, our moment and then literally as soon as that moment is finished, it's like the wind has stopped completely. Um, And the first time it happened, my sister's dog was with me, and she was playing in the yard like there was dogs there with her, playing with Mm -hmm. her. And the only dog that she would ever play with was my my female dog, Yoda, and she was playing with her like they did. And when the wind uh, left, she went, like, trying to run down the street as if she was, like, chasing them or something. It was the the neatest experience, and that was one of the first experiences I've had. Um, mm-hmm. There's a real connection when you're saying the the photos. I've the same sort of thing. I can you know really communicate through the eyes. I can just that's yes. just like the the window for me if you want to say that term. Um, and you know in the home I, I can almost hear my male dog panting at times. Um, mm-hmm. Like she's right next to me. I can hear you know their nails on the floor, um, mm-hmm. the shaking of the collars. So there's just all these neat synchronicities that you're saying that are kind of like you know, checks for me now that are like, yes, 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 okay, this is, you know, I guess where I'm supposed to be now. This is this is right on. So I, I'm, I'm going to make one suggestion for you, which mm-hmm. is to make the conscious choice that this is something that you want to pursue. Okay. The, the reason why I'm saying mm-hmm. this is because if you, you know, energy follows thought. So as you make that conscious choice and say, yes, this is something that I want, and ask the universe to present you with opportunities and to help you along on your path, you will you will have more and more experiences like that. And you will it will become easier and easier for you to communicate with with all kinds of different animals in all kinds of different situations. Now I can I'm just from your your voice and 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 looking at your energy field I can see that you are very adept at doing this anyway. So it's just a matter of bringing a tiny little bit more of focus into it. So it's mm-hmm. just an adjustment, a tiny little adjustment of your own energy to welcome and allow this 
to happen with ease and grace. Okay. I appreciate that. But you definitely you definitely have have the the gift. It is very very strong for you. Uh you can and I'm I'm it, what's interesting is you also have the ability and I don't know if you do this yet um to do something called gestalt. Um, what that means is I'm not even sure what that is. <laughs> okay, so I will I will explain. What that means is that you basically um, put yourself energetically into the body of the animal that you are com- communicating with, and you can look for health issues within yes, the I, animal. I felt that. Did I did I know that that's what I was doing? No, but I've I've no. felt that. Correct. So that's so basically what what uh, uh, what I'm I'm uh, mentioning here, um, mm-hmm. or trying to point out is that mm-hmm. this is a gift, a very strong gift of yours as well. And I'd like you to know that not everyone has this gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even even there are many animal communicators that can create a bridge between themselves and an animal, but not everyone can do this type of health check if you so will mhm and it's a it's a very it's it's a it's it's a, a wonderful gift and can be very uh. very very helpful on a lot of different levels and the other thing that i'm uh, meant to mention here is that you also have the gift of um feeling emotions the emotions that animals have Mm-hmm. So, again, this may resonate with you. This may be already things that you are doing. Um, if this is the case, keep on doing what you're doing because you're doing very well. Oh, you make me want to cry. That's so awesome to hear that. I really kind of, as you hear I'm choking up, I really just kind of I need to hear that. So that's that's so wonderful. Would you spell what you said for me so I could maybe look into it a bit yeah. more? Okay, that's yeah. uh, D-E- S T A L T. It's a German word. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, and it is. Often in America is said Gestalt. Gestalt. Okay, sorry. I um, apologize. No, you pronounced it correctly. I'm the one saying it wrong. I'm just it helps people sometimes. Um first time so, I've heard of it. But so, yep. Yeah. Well, Someone actually a, wrote that. Something to me um, this morning on my Facebook page, I'd written something to someone and they um, used a word similar to this in in, in a reply to me. So that's kind of a nice little uh, synchronicity there as well. So, wow, this is really, really wonderful. So wonderful. Wow. Synchronicities are fun, aren't they? Oh, I love them. We experience so many in a day uh, right now. Billy and I have just, it's literally like, Every minute, it's so amazing. Whether it's with numbers or pictures or anything, we're just noticing so many synchronicities, and it's it's really fun and it's so exhilarating in a way because it's like you're on like this. I don't want to say treasure hunt in any way, but it's almost like this. You know, you're kind of looking for for the next one because it's so interesting and it's so uh, exciting. So it's re- that's really great. Wow. I'm so glad I called by. I had something screaming at me tonight. You know, you need to make a stronger effort to get a hold of, of them, and I'm so glad that I that I did. 
So I wish you all the best on your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Thanks so much, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. That's awesome. Hi. Um, I love it when we make our friends and family smile. So there you have it, folks. When you hadn't heard us in weeks and you just suddenly we pop in your head right before showtime, um, come on in. <laughs> we do have another caller. Uh, wow. We're running close uh, on time, so we'll have to be brief. But uh, okay, we can go over time a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we can go over time a little bit as long as everybody can stay with us. We always program in a little extra just for that reason. But uh, caller from area code nine one three nine one three, you're on the air. What's your name and what's your question? Yes, hi, good evening. My name is Andy. Andy, I. How are you all doing tonight? Fantastic. Hi. <laughs> great, great. Well, I'm just calling in with a question about uh, my dogs, um, how they're doing. We lost one of our beloved pets in uh, our our kind of oldest dog in February, and we're just all in a lot of grief, and it's been really, really hard. And I'm just wondering how these other two are doing with it. Uh, may I have the names of the two dogs, please? Sure. Uh, George and Bella. George and Bella. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. Is Bella um, sweet, very gentle, a little bit, a little bit on the quiet side? Yep. Her. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, okay, she's very much in tune with you, which um, I am supposing that you know. Uh, so she's in a, it, it sounds a little bit strange when I say it, but she's very empathic. So she's yeah. picking up everything that you're going through, everything that you're feeling, she is feeling as well. And what she is doing is she's actually helping you um, get through the grief. Um, and the way that she's doing this is, and this is this sometimes happens, is that um, when she's close by, it's almost like she's pulling some of the grief out of you and then releasing it, releasing it, Outward, outward from her. So she's not hanging on to too much of it. However, I am going to say she is hanging on to a little bit of it. And the key with her is really that she's mirroring you. Okay, so in your grief, she's mirroring you. Um, and what she's saying is that, uh, you know, she's really yearning for, as she says, happy times. Uh, and uh, so, so her her request to you is, or her her ask, she what she's asking, um, or what she would like, is uh, that you begin to focus on the joy that you experienced with the dog that transitioned, so that you begin to shift a little bit out of the grief and into the memories, the fond memories, the happy memories that you have. Now, George, he feels a little bit more like a robust 
dog, um, just from the temperament. Um, is that right? Yep. yep. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, just want, wanted to make sure. Um, he's uh, he's not as affected as Bella is by all of this. Uh, you know, it's he's more. Um, it, it's funny the word there. I'm, I'm hearing is joie de joie de vivre, so joy of life. Uh, yeah. Living, yeah. Okay. So that's that's him. Okay. And so for him, it's just one step. You know, it's it's just a step. It's not it's not anything that is weighing down on him. Um, so he he's doing very well with it. But Bella, as I said, is mirroring you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so you and and now what is the name of the the dog that has transitioned? Uh, Gracie. Gracie, okay. <laughs> okay, Gracie. <laughs> Gracie is telling me, I don't want her to grieve. I want her to have fun. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and it's, it's, she's, she feels very, um, again, she feels, uh, you know, quirky, funny, um, laughter, joy, um, bouncing around, and, you know, she's, she wants you to know that she is fine. You need to hear this. She is fine. She's yeah. doing very well. And the other thing that you need to hear is there is absolutely no reason whatsoever for guilt or any other mm. feelings um that you didn't do enough that you didn't um you know that you didn't go that extra mile or any of those feelings those are um what i usually call mental constructs meaning those are your belief systems however they ha- they they couldn't be further from the truth i feel i feel the love between the two of you as intense and um is very uplifting and she wants you to know that she is doing very well and she has an eye on you all the time so she's very much watching what you're doing yeah we we um we were pretty close that's for sure yes yes you have a very you have a very strong bond uh uh, with her and she's really uh, she wants you to know life is worth living and life is worth living joyfully um, so she would really like you to start focusing on on healing that grief within you meaning allowing it to come up acknowledging it but then at the same time choosing to focus on the joys that you had together on the joyful yeah. time yeah i just want to give you a hug right now <laughs> i really oh, okay. do uh, <laughs> i can, i can so feel i can so feel what you're going through um <laughs> She's so, and she's so filled with gratitude and love. She really is. Yeah, we 
we were close and we really miss her. She's definitely a big part of our family and uh, we're all kind of, we're all just, you know, going going through the process and it's hard. Anybody who's lost a beloved oh, pet yeah. knows. Everyone oh. knows. Yes, it is very, very hard. It's, it's uh, it, you know, as I'm... As I'm looking into this, as I'm looking, you know, at this, I, I feel, I feel the pain and I feel the grief. But again, as I, as I said, I, I suggest that the that your core focus becomes remembering all the positives, all the joys, and uh, really choosing to move forward. Um, with again, it's, it's the words that are used here with ease and grace. Yeah, yeah. Would it be beneficial for the other two to get another dog? Would that help them? You know, have help us all, I guess, have something. It would help to you. Focus on. It would help you. It would help you tremendously. Um, but it will, in, as there, as as uh, Bella is reflecting and um, and mirroring you, it would help her considerably as well. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the kind words and the information from our dear Gracie. Um, it, it helps a great deal. It's very comforting. So thank you so much. You are welcome, and all the best. Thank you. Thanks Have so much night. for calling in and sharing with us. All right. Good night. Good night. Well, we have one more caller. Uh, if you can stay with us for just a few more minutes, Inez. Yes, of course. Okay, lovely. Uh, caller from area code 212. Uh, area code 212, tell us your name and uh, what is your question? Caller from area code 212? That's what, uh, New York? New York or Washington? No, New York. Uh, one's 212 and one's, the other one's 202, and I never could get them straight even when I was a kid. <laughs> be trying to call my parents in New York, and I'd be ringing somebody's phone in Washington. <laughs> and like, no, we don't, we don't know. Area code 212, one more time? Okay. All right, then. I guess I didn't want to play today. Maybe they called in to listen and didn't realize that their hand was up. It's possible. I've had that before. So I'll ask one brief question. Uh, I was going to ask it afterwards so we don't, you know, turn it into a show about me. But I do have one brief question since we've asked everybody to hang out. And we do have a nice uh, crew in the chat room and, and, and with us tonight. Um. With my uh, little dog, Molly, uh, I mean, I think everything is, uh, well, I'm pretty certain that everything is cool um, and mostly calm and, you know, together with her. And uh, But, uh, you know, she was with some other humans before she uh, came to live with me and uh, still exhibits some behavior that, you know... Uh, demonstrates things weren't too good back then so I just I really I just want to know if there's anything else that I can do to help her move past that kind of stuff 
because she, she, every time we meet somebody walking, she's just, you can tell she's just dying to go up and talk to them. But then as soon as they bend down or come in her direction, she backs off. And, and I can feel that tension that suddenly happens in her when they, and, and then as soon as they stand back up, she comes back in and, you know, so, uh, anyway, I, uh, anything that I could, more that I could do, you know, I would, uh, love to because she loves people. She just is also scared. Okay. So here, uh, what I'm hearing here is that the key is really, um, there are two parts to this. The first one is encouragement from your side. Okay. So with encouragement, I, I mean, um, holding the space for her. Okay. Um, holding the space for her means it simply supporting her energetically and creating a space means just giving her the opportunity to allow it to unfold um, in a way that is comfortable for her. That's the first thing. The other thing is um, in those interactions, what is really needed is that the person um, who is meant to greet her Okay, uh, gives her the space that she needs. So bending down and coming forward uh, will create that trigger for her. Now, if the person uh, who wants to greet her goes in a uh, um, goes down a little bit, not bending forward, but bending the knees slightly. Okay, and just holds their hand so that Molly can come up, that will create the space that she needs. But an interactive petting, meaning the person actually reaching out with the hand, um, that triggers her. That's what she's showing me. Yeah. So uh, when you have interactions, the best way to do it is first to have some people that you perhaps know and speak with them and explain to them that the situation basically requires creating space for her to allow her to to make that move, for her to make that that first um I, I, I can see that she, you know, she wants to go up, but then the reaching of the hand—that's the—that's the trigger. That's the trigger. What? That's the trigger. So if you can alleviate or eliminate that trigger, uh, an interaction will be will be possible for her. Yeah, because she she generally seems, you know, quite excited that mm-hmm. you know, look, there's people, new people. I like people, and yep. but the minute that they sort of turn their attention to her and move in her direction. Uh, sometimes even just with their eyes, she, yes. you know, tenses yes. up, and yes. and uh, I knew that that had to be with, uh, you know, things that had gone on before. Uh, but uh, that is for sure her trigger, um, that trigger to the memory from what happened before. So as I said, the best way to do to to um, uh, to work around this is really to uh, to create a space for her where she can do this at her own pace in her own in her own way. 
anytime someone will move toward her, it will she will experience it almost as an infringement of her space. Uh, and again, this is simply a trigger. This is nothing else. This is just simply a trigger from from before. Yeah, yeah. Because she even she even reacts a little bit to me that uh, sometimes not. But if she sees me coming and I'm like have put my eyes on her and I'm coming in her direction and she's not really sure what I'm doing, she rolls over. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just tell her every time, look, you don't have to do that every time I come by, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, uh, uh, but everything has been improving. She, she'll actually occasionally eat with me in the kitchen with her now. And, uh, uh and before she would run in there and grab one kibble and then run off into the corner or somewhere or other room to eat it. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> You know, I have this image of other dogs stealing her food or somehow. Ah, that's not that's a good thing. But. So, Chico, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Grab One food. piece of food at a time, and it, who knows what part of the house that piece of food is going to get eaten in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, But she's mm-hmm. starting to eat in the kitchen, and, and, uh, and I, you know, we seem to have pretty good communication ourselves about, you know, the the basics, water, walk. Food, joy. The key, the key is really going to be again what I said earlier. Also, encouragement, support, love. Uh, also, being forgiving of these. I guess what we what you would call quirks. Now, I feel you as a very forgiving person to begin with, so this is not an issue for you. Um, but that's as you focus on that and you speak to her and 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 explain to her that you know you are you you're honoring her and you're honoring the fact that she needs the space and you're wanting her to come to you and you're wanting her to make that first move it, it is um the space is created in which this can happen more easily Yeah, because that's what I want to do is just, you know, I don't want to push her, try to push her, you mm-hmm. know, because that's just as bad. And, 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 but uh, but I don't want to do anything to hold her back either, you know. And uh, uh, I know when we were first walking around the apartments, I've never really lived in an apartment with a dog before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always had a yard. So when they wanted to go outside, you just put them outside and you don't think about them again until they say they want to come inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, uh, that combined with her background, I was—I didn't know how she would react to people and other dogs, and particularly other dogs. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, because some of them are large, we don't have size restrictions in this apartment complex. People mm-hmm. have some big dogs, and so I would see somebody coming with a dog, I would turn and go a different direction so that we didn't—we didn't cross and meet each other on the pathway. And uh, then one day I just quit that because I was like. That's telling her it's not okay to go talk to people too. That's yes. don't do that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so I, I we don't get complex communication. But that's what I got with my Cassie that, that has uh, transitioned uh, mm-hmm. from someone was uh, Cassie doesn't really want to talk to me much. She wants you to do it. She says you can do it, so you do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, but right this minute, is there something about her food or anything? Because she was. 
she was also a rescue uh, puppy, but she was a puppy. It's a box mm-hmm. of puppies and a mama dog tied to the fence at a no-kill shelter here in town one morning mm-hmm. when they came in. And uh, I guess I guess we were together for 17 years. Wow, that's a long time. That's a very long time. And, um, yeah, it was a long time, and I think really maybe she, uh, certainly the last six months or so were not, she was hanging on. And uh, she's the one that, you know, when the people came to stay in the house the very next morning, she she had she got heat stroke, and I mm-hmm. I called the uh, my vets got a uh, they'll send a technician to the house, mm-hmm. and um, so I called the vet, and then I picked her up and put her on the couch and looked her in the eyes, and we I we cried a little bit, and then I laid in the floor with her while we while she went, you know. Okay, um, you need to hear this as well. Uh, she feels that you have not forgiven yourself for this um, and for also for the last six months. And she wants you to know that everything was absolutely perfect the way it worked out and that she loves you very much and there is absolutely no reason whatsoever for any type of guilt or feeling of guilt. Okay, so um, there's... You know, I feel a lot of unconditional love flowing from her, and she wants you to know that she knows this is this isn't you know directed at so many people that you know we do the very best that we can, and you know sometimes it's hard for us to let go, and that's okay it's it's okay to 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 acknowledge that and 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 to understand that that is you know that is the way that we we do certain things and um but i really i feel that for you the key is to really forgive yourself to forgive yourself and to realize that you know all is well and she's, you know, she's happily looking down on you now. Uh, I say down, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not so much looking down on us. Uh, <laughs> not from there anyway. No directions over there. No, ex- exactly. <laughs> so she's, you know, she's she's there, and and you know, there's there's just a feeling of gratitude once again, gratitude for the incredible. Um, she's using the word tenderness and love that you show toward her, the heart opening for you, the 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 heart to heart connection with her, and that is really something to again focus on, and to allow that to be the joy the the joy and the focus of your relationship and the fond memories and the happy memories and there's absolutely you know no reason whatsoever for any type of uh, feeling of guilt or anything like that because she knows that you did the very best you could and when I tap into her energy, I, I feel just gratefulness, love, um, joy, joy. That's that. Those are the only words that I can truly find 
that come close to what I'm feeling as I tap into her energy. Yeah, she she was uh, she was certainly full of the uh, full of the joyful stuff of life for many 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 years, and uh, and I think had a grand time. I did anyway. You both did. <laughs> and uh, I occasionally kind of feel her almost when I'm playing ball or something with Molly when we're having a blast. All of a sudden, oh, yeah, I'll just get a there. She's taking care of Cassie. Anyway. I, I'm pushing the lim- boundaries and limits of time. The the uh, staff are over there going, wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> oh, we don't have staff. Well, they're coming. And if they were here already, they would be going, wrap it up, wrap it up. Oh. Um, so let's, right quick, folks can find you at, uh, uh, for your animal communicator page at www.inezmartins.com. Um, I've put that in the chat room a couple of times. And um, we're going to put her on the spot now, Rick, because our our guests have been asking, and so I've made the promise, and we know she loves us, so she'll agree to it, to come back for another show. Oh, yes, for sure. (laughs) In a heartbeat, I'll say yes. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll get get the big promo going ahead of time, and we'll just start taking questions about 10 minutes into the call. We'll just let everybody call in. (laughs) Sounds wonderful. it's works that way around here. We love that when that yeah, happens. Absolutely, absolutely. When we can get hammered with call-ins like that, it's, it's hell, it makes my job easier. I just got to show up. <laughs> yeah, and so, then, yes, you know, for, for push the button for the caller and back. say, who the hell are you and what do you want to ask? Oh, yeah. oh that's <laughs> a great question. Can I have control the buttons next time? Yeah, sure. <laughs> caller from 5010. I don't know. Five zero ten. That's that's five zero ten. That's Mars. <laughs> must be what's next after Costa Rica, which is five zero nine. So, yeah, we. Um, right. So that's it. Does she have a Facebook account? Yes. Yes, she absolutely. She does. We will hook you all up. Might even be a link on the, her page at nsmartins.com. I'm not sure, but you can certainly find her on my page and Rick's yeah, page. Mine too. Yes. Yes. Um, since some of our listeners have us have us on yes. their friends list, they can have it handy. to find find us from there. Yeah, you just click on friends on one of our pages and type in I N E S, and there she be. Absolutely. So <laughs> thanks everybody, and um, do join us on Thursday night when we're going to have Kofi Baker, uh, son of the uh, famous Ginger Baker of the rock and roll group Cream, and uh, Tony Spinner, who was the uh, lead singer for Toto. They're working together on a Cream Experience tour. They're getting ready to launch their European tour. They've just finished up in the U.S., so uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Right, and then uh, next week on Tuesday, we have Franco Di Nicola, and on Thursday, we have Maria Brodskaya. So we've got a uh, teacher on Tuesday and a musician on Thursday. Yeah. So it's going to be some fun. Yeah, yeah. Maria's a great vocalist, and of course, Kofi's a drummer, like his dad. Maria from from Russia. Yeah, yeah. From the motherland, and Franco is from Canada, so another Canadian. Yeah, he's from my he's from my hometown, Toronto. And you know, Cream that was one of those early rock and roll groups had people Ginger Baker, of course, Kofi's father, but uh, their guitarist was some guy uh, nobody had ever heard of, uh, Eric uh, Clapton. Yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a place to grow up. Mm. We have so to ask Kofi about that. Yeah. So uh, tune in. So, yeah, join us on Thursday night. And until then, 
stay connected. Join Rick and Jane again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me. And be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.